Hello and welcome to Knowing God Better. Our mission here is to help others to get to know God better through the reading of the spoken word and through others' testimonies. Today I'm going to be bringing you a podcast that is labeled and titled as Why is it a sin to be a Catholic? Yes, I said it. Why is it a sin to be a Catholic? Stay tuned and I will let you know. Alrighty, so this is going to be the introduction to the podcast. The podcast has a couple of errors. I'm sorry about that. I didn't want to go through recording it again, so I took out the first half of it. Um, In the beginning, I had decided that I was going to just leave out the Roman Catholic Church and, and, you know, and take out the Catholic name and, and, you know, let you figure out and make your own judgments based on what I read, but instead, so that you get the full context, I'm going to include those words and, you know, the, and the church, and the church of the Catholics in that session. Um, in the beginning of it, you will hear a couple errors where I do, um, list them as blanks, but I will end up revealing those. So there you go. So stay tuned and click on the next podcast to begin the session of learning why it is wrong, why it is a sin to be a Catholic. They are most upset over the fact that I am beginning to realize that the blank faith is a sham, that it is a false religion fashioned around showy but powerless rituals and spectacular but worthless ceremonies rooted in pre-Christian religions For having read the entire Bible, I now see clearly that the pre-Christian religious practices described in the Old Testament, which God commanded the Hebrews to avoid, are mostly the current religious practices of the blank church. I was quite startled to discover that the Protestant Bibles contained a prescription of the second commandment against religious associated idols of any kind and any images of the any living things when the idol and images are for religious purposes. It is since no human has ever seen God, so no human can ever produce a replica or or likeness of God that would be remotely accurate, which would render every religiously associated idol and image worthless statue uh, status of being a pathetic counterfeit to the real God or being an unholy substitute for the true God, and this, and that this worthless and forbidden status applies to all religiously associated idols and Im- images without exception. Uh, no one officially approved Roman Catholic Bibles I have examined contain. I have examined, and what it contains is commandment prescription against idols and images used in religious worship or involved in pious devotional practices. I get the impression that Roman Catholicism has altered some of their scriptures to suit their religious practices rather than adjusting its religious practices to fit God's holy scripture. I shudder to think I spent almost six years ignorantly engaging in idolatry. Oh man, I did it, didn't I? I did it. I revealed it on accident. Alrighty, well, I'm already in it, so I'm going to just keep going, and you can take what you want out of it. Alright, so let me continue. Identified by and condemned by God in the Bible simply because that is the way I 
was raised. That is the faith I was taught. It is scary to realize that I might have never discovered the truth and could have delusionally gone to my grave unsaved while falsely believing that I was a saved Christian. My detractors are making my life a living hell. I am considering moving away from my family, my lifelong friends, and my hometown just to have some peace and to regain a more normal and less contentious and confusing lifestyle. Is there really, as I feel, the Bible clearly indicates something terribly wrong with the Roman Catholic religion? Are my current feelings about the Roman Catholic faith justified? The answer is yes and yes. Both the Bible and secular history make it transparently clear that you are quite justified in feeling there is something terribly wrong in the Roman Catholic religion, in spite of all of the missing second command, <laughs> suspiciously missing second commandment, and all the man-made idols and images found in Exodus 24 through 6 in Protestant Bibles. Most Catholic Bibles do not Oh, do include many other Old Testaments to God's prescription against all religiously associated man-made idols and images, clearly and simply showing that God is against the religious use of man-made idols, most especially when idols are used in pious devotions, when used as adoration, and when used for purposes of veneration, services of honor, or some personage of God uh, other than God, okay? So then it says... So basically, here's what the Bible says. It says, there's, it says no idols, no idols, no images all the time. Never, you're never going to, I mean, you're not supposed to do that. That's not what you're supposed to do. I mean, it's weird because they teach their people to basically, you know, see the, see different things as God and pray to those things. That is, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I've heard that from a lot of different Catholics. I don't know if it's in just a couple churches or if that's how they just see it in general, but I'm going to continue to go on, all right? It says in the book of Exodus chapter 20, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the in the water underneath you shall not bow down to them nor serve them for I thy God am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and shewing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments you'll notice that God says those whom he thinks love him are those who keep his commandments and you are entirely correct in your realization that this prescription against all right righteously associated idols and images is without exception ever <sighs> okay then you go on and it says about idols god declares all idols as blind deaf and empty of life forbidden mute religious worthless spiritually powerless, sinful. God calls these religious uses of idols spiritual adultery and the entire book of Jeremiah and Ezekiel. In addition to the testimony of God, which you have discovered in the Bible, both modern archaeology and ancient history weigh in with massive amounts of information that the effect that the religious system today called Roman Catholicism pre-existed Christianity for ages and eons before the time of Jesus Christ. The core beliefs and practices of Romanism has existed for 3,000 years by the time of that formation in, of the earliest non-Roman -Catholic, non Catholic apostolic 
Christian church in first century CE Rome. 2,000 years ago, Romanism had all of today's idols, images, rites, ceremonies, and religious orders and ecclesiastical calendar already intact. 300 years before Romanism's first claim to be a Christian religion in the 4th century CE. And secular history also shows today is called Roman Catholicism as the state of religion of Rome. What <laughs> They were the avowed enemy of Christianity and individual Christians for nearly 300 years after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Back in those days, it was not only the Jews who were pers persecuted by Rome for being Christian, was perceived as nothing more than a Hebrew cult or sect. And Romanism proceeded to backdate the 4th century CE ascension to their newly endorsed Christian-like status to make it appear as if Roman Catholicism had evolved from the original apostolic Christian church and an unbroken line of succession from St. Peter through the popes of Rome right up to today. At the time of the changeover, pure pa the changeover from pure paganism to a somewhat Christian-like form of religion, the Romanists of the 4th century possessed a very, very well-established, highly organized system of temples, monasteries, and abbeys throughout the empire, and Roman enjoyed Romanism enjoyed a deeply embedded and politically connected priesthood having the innate ability of religious deceivers to begin posing as authentic Christian clergy. The masses of just converted pagans and heathens had no way of knowing that this state-ordered religion was composed of fakers, posers, and fraud since as a result of 300 years of persecution, almost no authentic Christians remained alive to testify against the old Romanists in their new state-sponsored Christian-like religious permutation. These former persecutors of Christians, the old Roman Catholics, of the formerly official pagan state religion, those old adulterer Roman Catholic priests, abbots, and bishops were not authentically Christian in God's eyes. As fakers and posers, the Romanists never possessed the spirit of truth from God, for at the time of their religious transition, an authentic indwelling by the Holy Spirit would have been necessary to individually render each one of the Romanists genuinely sanctified by God's standards and by extension would have been necessary to alter their make-believe idolatrous form of religion into something more authentically Christian. Much more than like the purest form of apostolic Christianity which had been com completely re oh, which had completely rejected idolatry. The old pre-Christian Roman religious system had both the motive and purpose and the advantage which would be temporal power to perpetuate its pagan heathen system of idolatry which both archaeology and secular history prove had its source at the origin of the ancient Chaldean mysticism about Babylon 3,000 years ago before the time of Jesus Christ. The motive? The new purpose of the Roman religious system was to retain power and their well-established sphere of religious influence to maintain a hold over the people and the so-called enterprise called religion. To take on, after the 4th century CE, the appearance of the rightful successors of the original all-Hebrew apostolic Christian church, so they tried to take credit, basically, and most importantly, to merge together the ancient idolatrous religious systems with what little they understand of true Christianity. The resulting religious amalgam, today's modern, modern Catholicism, 
while possessing a small amount of Christian truth, is so air-filled because of the old, adulterous Roman religious system, was never rejected, but merely adapted. Back in the 4th century CE, Romanism falsely labeled itself as authentic Christianity, even though adulterous Romanism bears no resemblance to the original true form of apostolic Christianity that is shunned in the adultery of heathenism. Alright, and I have two more things to end out the topic on, uh, and they're verses straight out of the Bible. I am driving right now, currently, and you are on my Bluetooth, so I cannot pull those verses up. But those verses, I'm going to try to quote them from memory. One is, you shall call no other man father except for me. That came straight out of the voice of Jesus. That's in red letters. Actually, I do remember that. That is in John. I don't remember the exact verse. I think it's 18. But the Catholic organization likes to call their priest father, which is, eh, that, that, that directly goes against the Bible, by the way. Um, there's another one, and it says, No one shall come to the Father except through me. Uh-huh, another thing that Jesus said. Okay, so why do the Catholics think that it's okay to pray to saints and to Mary to get to Jesus, to get to God? That is not how it's supposed to biblically work. Biblically speaking, and Jesusly speaking, because Jesus said these words out of his own mouth, you are to call no man father except for me. And you are there is no way to the Father, which means God, except through me, Jesus Christ. Not Mary, not the saints. Jesus Christ is the only way. And that's how I want to end this segment. Remember, Jesus Christ is the only way. Stay with him every day, and you will never fade away. In Jesus' name we pray, we will never fade away. Amen. It was good seeing you guys on here today, and I will be posting another uh, short here pretty soon. As soon as I get another topic, if you have any topic ideas, feel free to email the Chainbreakers email, Chainbreakers, uh, Chainbreakers Ministry at Outlook.com. Thank you very much, and y'all have a great rest of y'all's day.